Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a breakdown of the action for Monday, January 22nd, where we saw gains across the board. But Justin, underneath the surface, that rotation was pretty notable. Yeah, we'll certainly talk a little bit about how the small caps were having their day in the sun today. And of course, part of that was the Treasury yields coming down a bit. Uh, but we also have some stocks to cover too. Uh, of course, with Treasuries down, you know, real estate kind of gets a boost. So we'll take a look at a REIT, not so something we normally do with digital realty. Also, MongoDB, which is in the uh, database area. And also ASML, which has earnings right around the corner, a semiconductor equipment maker. It sure does. All right. Well, we'll get to those three stocks, but first let's analyze the major indexes. The NASDAQ today up three tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 up two tenths of a percent, the Dow up almost four tenths of a percent. But like you said, Justin, uh, the story really today was the small caps with the Russell 2000 leading the way up 1.9% here after coming down to a level where you'd want it to hold and bounce. And that's what we're getting. Yeah, so that's exactly right. I mean, you know, it, it, it kind of had this 1900 level that we were looking at as an area of interest for support. Um, and that was right around the 50 day moving average line. So what about on the upside? Well, this 2000 level is something if you go to the weekly chart real quick, this is something that we've been watching for a while, we did get above it briefly couldn't hold it. So the next question is for a lot of these areas um, that we're seeing in stocks and indexes like the Russell, when they get above this area can't hold Hold it, you know, they might have to do it a couple times, a couple tries, uh, in this case, multiple. Um, but this time, if it gets back above 2000, it'll be interesting to see if it can hold it this time. Uh, so that's one of the things we're going to be watching here. Um, of course, you know, the NASDAQ composite, uh, you know, that gapped up at the open um, was looking strong. You know, it, it wasn't a bad close necessarily, but I mean, it was in the lower part of the range. So, um, you know, this is kind of a reminder that you don't want to go chasing things on Monday, uh, you know, especially after such a strong day that we had on Friday, it can be real easy to say, gosh, I, I want more. And you're looking at the uh, stocks over the weekend and you're like, I, I should be, you know, more invested and I need to, you know, buy this, buy this. Um, if you do that kind of at the open, sometimes um, that can be a little disappointing, but you know, look, there's still stocks that are holding up. Uh, the tech area is alive and well, and you know, we've, kind of gotten above that 15,000 level. So for the NASDAQ, it's a matter of, hey, can we hold this? And since we're talking about levels, we might as well pull on over to the S&P 500 because mm -hmm. we've got a level there too that we're uh, keeping an eye on since this kind of surpassed its old 4,800, uh, 4,818 level from way back in 2021. Um, now it's a matter of, hey, can, can it hold this level and stay above it. Um, so there's a lot of questions now in terms of, hey, you you cross the you cross the obstacle, but can you stay there? Exactly. Yeah, and especially for small caps, I mean, this is this is breadth, right? We want more participation. So if we can really get the small caps in gear, while other areas of the market continue to hold up and maybe digest, uh, present new buying opportunities, we want everyone rowing in the same direction, right, right. Justin? Yeah. And, you know, to that end, uh, let's take a look and just compare what the S&P 500, I think you said it was up two tenths of a percent. What about the RSP equal weight uh, S&P 500? That was up 0.53 percent. Yeah, outperformed. Um, yeah, so QQEW, the equal weight uh, NASDAQ 100, that was up 0.4%. Uh, so, you know, a little outperformance on the broader, you know, equal weighted indexes. So it was just a little bit less favorable for the big, uh, the big 
you know, mega cap names that we've been eyeing, the Magnificent Seven and so on. Uh, but there was still a lot of uh, a lot of power out there. And that's good to see a little bit more of that breath because let's just real quickly go to GMIAA and GMIAB, uh, which both of these show the, the advanced decline line of the NYSE and for the NASDAQ. And these have been stuck below that 10-day moving average line. Um, so it you know, had a really strong start after the November 1st follow-through day, but the breadth has been something uh, lacking here. So uh, today is just one day, so let's not you know, declare victory yet, but uh, a few days like this cobbled together and we could probably see that get back above the 10-day moving average line. Um, one more thing to, that I'm kind of keeping my eye on, speaking of 10-day averages, is if you go to NASDQ, uh, something mm -hmm. that I, you know, kind of noted uh, on IBD Live this morning. It, you know, the the new highs versus new lows. I mean, it was uh, well in favor of the new highs for a while there after the November follow through day, um, but that kind of turned right. Uh, it came back down, and we've seen that a number of times. The crossover hasn't lasted. So here again, I think we we just want to see this last a little bit more. Have those new yeah. highs continue to overwhelm the new lows. Definitely. And you mentioned uh, treasury yields coming in. So here's a look at zero TNX, the 10 year yield after hitting resistance at a key level and now backing off. Yeah. And so before we were talking about, okay, the 200 day moving average line was an area where it hit, uh, kind of came back in. And the question was, will it, will it get back above that? Uh, that 4% level was kind of an area of interest. It did clear it. It did hold it. It had one more kind of test. Um, but you know, now it's come back up to the 50 day moving average line. So the question is, okay, we hit some resistance here. Does it do another one of these tests like it did, you know, after it, you know, got resistance to the 200 day and then does it power ahead of that 50 day moving average line because you'll definitely see a little bit of shift if we see the treasury yields um you know power higher yeah okay we'll have to keep an eye out on that direction let's look at a couple of sector etfs underneath the surface chip stocks smh up a half a percent igv representing software up one percent today even though it closed off highs also xlre real estate up a half a percent today and xhb the home builders which of course love it when uh, we get those declining yields up 1.8 percent today so your thoughts on the sector action underneath the surface justin you know, a lot of interesting stuff going on. I mean, tech is certainly still holding up as a big, you know, a big area of interest. Um, you had Taiwan Semiconductor last week, you know, give some preliminary guidance, looking really good on the revenue side. So, you know, the, 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 the semiconductors are still doing very well. You're having a lot of participation, not just from the fabless, the manufacturers, the equipment makers. We're gonna talk about ASML a little bit later. You've got the software. We talked about on IBD Live today, how many computer software enterprise stocks there are out there that Time. are participating in this. And whether it's in the Growth 250 on our IBD Live watch list, it's just a lot of these are setting up and powering higher. You just see a lot of great relative strength um, there. So it's 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 definitely, you know, tech is an area Area that you just have to be be watching and these are two of the the biggest areas i think that are of, of note right now absolutely okay well let's now take a look at dlr it is reit but it has tech exposure justin so tell us more about this stock up 2.4 percent today 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are just talking about how disastrous the commercial real estate market has been in terms of just, you know, how much stuff has shifted, how the math has changed with the higher rates and everything like that. And, you know, that there could be more uh, destruction to come, you know, but there are these areas that are still doing pretty good in real estate. You know, we've been talking a lot about the residential. Um, should note that, like, you know, stocks like PHM that have earnings coming up um, in the in the residential home builder space, uh, DHI that's on leaderboard. But you know, another area, you know, there's the medical space uh, for real estate that's been looking interesting. We've seen a little bit more strength in medical apartment buildings. You know, there's still a demand for uh, housing, right? Um, and another area is technology. So with all the talk about AI, you're going to need a lot of servers to house those, um, you know, I mean, a lot of space to house those servers. And that's what digital realty does. So it just kind of reminds me of the whole, you know, when the gold rush happens, you got those guys that are selling the picks and shovels at the general store uh, down at the bottom of the hill. And digital realty seems like it might be one of those situations where it can just, it doesn't matter who the leader is, they're going to be using space and digital realty. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. And an actionable bounce actionable bounce today for this stock. Yeah, so this is just coming out of your classic, uh, you know, flat base. In fact, base on base, because a lot of times when you see a stock that will come out of a base and it doesn't make that 20% gain, but then it, you know, holds, uh, a lot of times it'll find support right at the top of the previous base. Uh, that's what we're seeing here. And those base on base uh, structures can be very powerful. Uh, Bill O'Neill, the founder of Investors Business Daily, used to talk about them as like a spring that's just waiting uh, to, to to spring, you know, to spring up. So that's kind of what uh, this digital realty reminds me of. Now, granted, a lot of times the the REITs are a little bit slower moving. So you, you know, shouldn't expect the same kind of gains that you would from a semiconductor stock. But, you know, it, this is one way that you can maybe diversify your portfolio if you're getting a little bit too heavy in your high octane name. Yeah. And 3.5% uh, yield with this one too. So something to keep in mind. Not the only reason to stay in a stock. You want the stock to perform, uh, but just something to keep in mind there. Okay. And let's go to MDB. This was today's stock of the day. MongoDB taking a look at the daily chart here. That 400 level is the area to watch here. And it got above it today. Yeah, so I like this. I like the line that you drew there. Um, you know, crossing a downtrend today. You know, the close was a little bit, you know, mediocre. There was some volume behind it, but uh, we do have a while here for earnings on this one. Uh, but the fundamental story. I mean, look, you've got some really strong numbers here. If you go down below, uh, there's uh, you know 317 in the last 504 percent growth in the quarter before that and 180%, 375%, just some really big growth numbers here. And, you know, that's that's something that we really look for, that combination of strong earnings growth and a chart that is looking good too. Um, looking at the weekly chart here, it's important to note that it, this isn't just breaking a downtrend uh, lately, it's also this 400 level that has been an important level uh, for, for years now. So the question is, hey, can we get above this level and stay above it? Because MongoDB hasn't, uh, you know, it's it's been teasing a little bit. It gets above there, comes back into its base, gets above there, uh, pulled back again. So let's see if it can hold it this time. Yeah, that would be great. And last but not least, let's take a look at ASML, chip sector definitely in focus. And within that, a lot of semi-equipment stocks looking interesting, perking up and with earnings due soon. So that'll be interesting to watch. But ASML on fire lately, last week, 
up over 6% and trying to add to its gains this week. Well, certainly one of the, you know, one of the catalysts there, as we said, uh, when Taiwan Semiconductor had their big, uh, their big move as they announced uh, some preliminary guidance, uh, their manufacturer, what do manufacturers need? They need equipment. So ASML mm-hmm. really, you know, kind of takes the cake in terms of some of the equipment that they have that's very unique and uh, very pricey. So a lot of people need that equipment in order to make their semiconductors. Um, and that, that's where ASML comes in. Now, this is a reminder, look, you know, this, this is probably something that you could have bought as TSM was giving that, you know, giving that guidance, uh, really strong move off of the 50-day moving average line. But one of the things you do have to be aware of, and this is for a lot of stocks, earnings are coming. You know, earnings mm-hmm. season is, you know, ramping up. It's probably going to start peaking over the next few weeks where the majority of stocks are going to be uh, announcing. But this one does have earnings coming up January 24th before the market open. Uh, so just be aware of that. Uh, that means that tomorrow, you know, is your decision day. You know, at, at, you know, once once the market closes, you're either in or you're out. Um, and what can make that decision a little bit easier? Sometimes looking at the option market, kind of getting an idea of what the expected move is versus how much cushion you have. Um, And Mm -hmm. again, it depends on your style, right? How much cushion do you have? How long have you been holding this? Is it a recent buy? Uh, Do you want to just wait and see what happens with earnings and then, you know, get into it? There's a lot of different ways to handle it. But certainly ASML, if you go to the weekly chart real quick, this is one that has been, um, you know, a little little out of favor. It hasn't been participating as much, um, certainly at you know, not the way it was in 2020 when it was just this nice steady move that it had above its, you know, its 50-day, 10-week moving average line. Um, But this is, again, really set up um, nicely to benefit if more and more chips are going to be made. So uh, I I wouldn't count it out and uh, definitely be interested to see what happens on that earnings report. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Justin. And thanks everyone for tuning in. That is it for today, but we will be back in the morning on IBD Live. So please join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We'll see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.